Hey everyone, hey. and welcome, welcome again to the show, podcast. I thank everybody for tuning in. Today is what is today, April twelfth, twenty twenty three. So we are the twelfth day already of April, and we are coming up to our new studio really soon. So exciting. Yes, and we can't wait. Um, unfortunately, too, I think this will be the last podcast until May because we got to pack up the studio. We're at the very, you know, do or die right now. and We got to get stuff packed up. So what you're listening to right now is going to be the last one until May. And again, May 1st, we're looking at being in the new place and hopefully settled, but we still got to set up the new studio, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, set up a get... whole ass house. <laughs> exactly. So there still will be a little bit of a delay. So if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to any of the other ones, take a listen to all the other episodes, start getting yourself uh, caught up with us because a lot has happened. A lot has changed. Mm-hmm. If you're following us on our Facebook page, You'll notice, too, we changed a little bit of stuff on there. Because if you remember, if you've been following us from the very beginning, when it was just me. How boring. Yeah, I know. So boring, right? Just one person, Mm. I know. (laughs) But I had a whole business idea with uh, life coaching and everything else. And everything's changed. And we are concentrating on these podcasts. We feel we do a really good show. Actually, a great show. We do. We do the best show. (laughs) Absolutely. I think... It's getting a lot stronger now, especially now that I have Hannah here with me. There's somebody to talk to, somebody with a different viewpoint, different ideas. And we are able to give you a little bit of a better show that way. So we're sticking really with the podcast. And again, in the synopsis, I have thirdeyemeditation.onpodium.co. That's our website. A lot of stuff is on there right now. And a lot more is going to be coming again. May, when we could sit and uh, work solely on this project and come up with different ideas. I've got the idea of having Hannah's um, advice column. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be doing some recording, some videos for meditation lessons. And they're going to be exclusive to the website. Not our Facebook or anything like that. So stick with us and... Follow us on that thirdeyemeditation.onpodium.co. This way you don't miss out on anything. And we're going to have a lot of content for you. And we're going to have some new pages on there. I'm thinking we have three different pages we could use on there. So I might do a link with Little Things by List. Yes. This way you could actually buy stuff. And I'm thinking of doing something else for small businesses as well. But you'll see. There, everything's coming. We're going to do something. We're going to have a lot gonna of stuff We're going to make it going. huge. Yeah, we're going to make it huge for sure. Huge. We're going to have a great time with it. So <laughs> we just can't wait to move. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> so I definitely want to still have you guys following us on Facebook if you are on the Third Eye Meditation Net. Uh, just look for us. I mean, I always got a link somewhere. But follow us. We are now just going to be called Third Eye Meditation Podcast. Because if you run Third Eye Meditation podcast in any of the search engines, we're the first ones that come up. Bingo. (laughs) That's what I wanted. So look for us. Look for us on Facebook. Look for us on on the uh, onpodium.co as well. And we'll keep bringing you new stuff. But Mm -hmm. that website, I think because the way Facebook is going with social media... It's going downhill, and I don't think it's going to be around much longer. So I need everybody on that webpage, just in case anything does happen with Facebook or if we get banned, because, mm. I mean, it's real easy to get banned now. We've been shadow banned just because we promoted the website. So I don't want anybody missing out on anything. So just go on the website. We have a little bit more control with that. And with the podcasts, mm-hmm. we're not as censored. Mm-hmm. And you can also, like we said, we're going to be taking a break um, for a little bit. So, you know, during those two, three weeks that we're not, you know, pushing out anything, you can certainly catch up on the podcast on the website. All of our seasons are available. You know, listen to one a day. Hey, listen to a half of one a day and then pick it up the next day. You have plenty of time to get caught up. Absolutely. And 
while we're following on Facebook, follow our friend Elaine at Arcane Oracle. Mm -hmm. She's been really great. If you're into tarot readings, horoscopes, and she relates the horoscopes to the tarot. She's been doing it for 20 years. She's amazing with those cards. Amazing. Yeah, and she's been really supportive with us, and we're going to be extremely supportive with her. So check out Arcane Oracle, and check out her website, too. She's got all of her pricing, and she's pretty fair with that pricing. She is. And she's extremely accurate. I mean, she was yeah. amazing. Yeah, I've had a reading, and my wife had a reading. I um, had, like, a mini reading on one of her live shows. She does live mm-hmm. shows on her Facebook where she does, like, little mini readings for free. Mm-hmm. So catch one card tarot, one card tarot Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Yeah, and it's it's really good. She's a wonderful person. So check her out, Arcane Oracle. I have links in the synopsis as mm-hmm. well. And, and for all your metaphysical needs, be sure to check out Mind's Eye Metaphysical. Jen and Angelo are both wonderful, down-to-earth, talented people. She is located at 3 Railroad Ave, Marietta, PA, 17547. Reach her anytime, 717-286-3784, www.mindseyemetaphysical.com. We love Jen. We certainly do, <laughs> and we're looking forward to having her yes. on the Facebook Live show, too. And she's going to be our first one. Yes. I when we're in the new studio. Wait. And as far as our um, Elaine from Arcane Oracle, she I, I want to at least get her to do a podcast with us. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say you got to follow our Web page. So, Hannah, what do we got for our wonderful audience tonight? So first half of the show, we're going to be talking about inner conflict. Yes, we are. And the second half of the show, we're going to dig in just to, you know, refresh everyone's minds on the basis, like basics of meditation. Yep. We'll go over a bunch of commonly asked questions. And I know even though we'll go over it again tonight, we'll probably hear them again, but that's okay. I want everybody to understand the very basics of meditation and try and get it, you know, established in your mind. Mm -hmm exactly what we're saying because people are really getting confused and taking meditation out of context and everybody thinks it's a certain way a certain practice but i'll go over all that so first half of the show internal conflict it's one thing to have an opposing view with a different person Mm -hmm. you work out your differences or sometimes you just agree to disagree And you could go about your own merry way. But what about if you're having a conflict with yourself? Decisions that you make and you're never comfortable with them. And you have this internal conflict and you're not comfortable. Something like that will bring about such extreme anxiety. Mm -hmm. So you have to start listening to yourself. Taking control of yourself, self-confidence, and we're going to go over a lot of this stuff. Did you ever feel like you're in some sort of internal conflict with yourself? I know you always reveal something to me. I was wondering if you... Yes. So I feel like one of my biggest ones is, you know, um, with me, I have an idea of how I, you know, I want to parent my child. And I think this is like one of my bigger inner conflicts that I struggle with every day. It keeps me up. I'm like, okay, what could I have done better? What could I have said better, you know, to help him, to teach him, you know what I mean? And it's like an inner conflict to me because it's like, oh my God, I feel like a horrible mom. Oh my God, I should have done this. I should have said that. I'm not going to break the cycle. You know, my mom was a great mother, you know what I mean? But I also, my mother was a single mom, you know, before she met Gary and, you know, I was raised by, you know, family helped out when they could and stuff. But, you know, when you trust your, like, you know, you trust other people with your kids, they might not parent the same way you do, you know? So I wanted to, like I said, break, I always wanted to, I always told myself I'm going to break the cycle, you know? Um, I'm not going to tell my child, like, stop crying. You're being a crybaby. You know, I want to tell my kid, you know, it's okay to cry, you know? But sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, why are you crying? You know? And then I'm like, Oh, and it just really, it, it's like an inner conflict in myself. I'm like, oh my God, I hate myself. Why am I doing this? I'm a horrible mom. And it's like, it's hard to get myself out of those thoughts, you know, because I, I just want to 
do right. You know, I want to teach my child that it you he has to, you know, deal with his own inner conflict. You know what I mean? So and it's hard because, you know, he's one. So it's not like he can really express his feelings verbally yet, you know, but it's just a huge inner conflict with me that I don't really, you know, I I keep it in, you know, so this is me just giving it out. You know, everyone always feels like, oh, you're so put together. You're such a great mom. And I'm like, yeah, I could, yeah, I, I look like it. And yeah, I probably am. But this, it's something that I struggle with every day. Well, I think this is a common problem. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to sit, double guess their teachings, mm-hmm. their lessons, whatever it may be. And when you start double guessing yourself, you, you're going to create that internal conflict and it's going to create a lot of stress. I don't think, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything, I don't think I've ever had an internal conflict with anything. I've always been pretty self-confident. If I make a decision, it's a decision. And it's made, it's done. If it was a wrong decision, that's fine. I'm going to live with it or I can change it. Remember mm-hmm. painting a better picture? Yeah. Hey, I made a big mistake. No big deal. We're going to go back and we're going to change a few things and we're going to readapt to it. And maybe this is what the lesson is. Can you readapt? Can you learn something? Are you going to continuously be in an internal conflict with yourself and constantly second guess yourself? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to wake up tomorrow and say, listen, whatever decision I make, I'm going to stick with it. And if it's an incorrect decision, I'm not going to feel bad about myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to recognize the mistake that I made and we'll change it again. Mm -hmm. And learn from it. That's it. We're learning every single day. Every day. I I don't care if you're parenting and learning how to be a better parent. I don't care if it's a work decision. If you don't think you're doing your job properly or you're making decisions at work and you don't feel confident about it. No matter what it is. It's your confidence. When we meditate and we remove the ego, we understand ourselves through observation. We can observe ourselves, observe the decisions that we make, and we understand they're quick decisions at times. Mm -hmm. And when we make those quick decisions, we're doing it based upon that moment. So if you made a wrong decision, it was that moment. It's past. Mm-hmm. We got to live in the present. You and can we start changing. Yeah, I was going to say you just own up to your mistake. And then mm-hmm. you, in your mind, you start taking the steps to correct your mistake if it needs to be you know, corrected. Mm-hmm. And you you don't want to apologize to yourself for making mm-hmm. those mistakes. You made a decision. Yeah. You made it based upon that moment. Don't turn around and look at yourself as like a failure. Yeah. It's not a failure. Any decision is a positive decision at the time. Now, stuff over a long course, like if you're suffering from this because it's a long journey and every day you're feeling like you are in that self-conflict and you're second-guessing everything, it's time to step back, observe yourself, observe your life, Observe those decisions that you made and start rebuilding your confidence from there. You want to establish some ground rules. You're in control. It's your life. You have decisions to make. Those decisions a lot of times based on you, your personality. You have to shine in those moments. That's part of being you. The you without the ego. Am I making sense? Yeah, you definitely make (laughs) sense. He's just making sure. Um, (laughs) That's why I have you in the studio. I know, definitely. But yeah, to add on to that, before I lose my train of thought, sorry, we have a lot of baby traffic tonight, (laughs) apparently. He's just running back and forth (laughs) through the door, and I'm just like, hello, (laughs) mom, what are you doing? Um, But I feel like just to add on to that, I feel like it's really hard sometimes, like just from like a personal like perspective, to take your ego out um just because i know for the simple fact that with me in certain situations i feel like i get like i get anxious and it's almost like it becomes like an afraid feeling because i'm so anxious about something um 
but you don't want to speak it because, you know, if you're not pulling that ego out, it's like you don't want to admit you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to admit wrong to yourself and you don't want to, especially you don't want to admit wrong to like, if it's like a conflict that someone else is involved with, you know, but you know, over time since like I've meditated more and things like that, um, I feel like I have learned to just, like you said, not necessarily apologize to yourself, but just say like, I know better, you know what I mean? And kind of hold myself self accountable. Mm -hmm. Um, and it lowers my, you know, inner conflict because it's like, you know, it's in the past. I can't change it. And it kind of like slowly deteriorates that conflict, like Mm -hmm. feeling inside of me, you know, and then I'm able to, you know, if it's involving another person own up to, you know, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way. Or just like I said, calm my inner self and be like, you know what? it was just a day, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just let this conflict continue because it will consume you if you just. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem too. I think many people are living in a constant conflict with themselves and yeah. that's what's eaten them so much. And it's sad. It's sad if you are going through that and, you know, we really wish you all the best with that because it is, it's difficult to live with. But I want to point out a few things too, that it's not really you. We spoke many times before about, um, you know, you're a product of our environment. I don't, I know Hannah likes to come out and, you know, admit things and I really appreciate that. I, I wish there was times I could come out and admit a few things, but you know, when it comes to personal stuff and, you know, just privacy stuff, you know, I don't bring it out, but look, let's take finances. Let's take, um, where the world is going to right now, you could have these inner conflicts. Did I make a good decision? Look, if you're a banker, you know, or you're a Wall Street investor, somebody who's really good with money and you know how to invest it and you know what you're doing with it and, you know, and you're doing all the right things, all of a sudden the whole market can change at any moment. That has nothing to do with you. You could second guess, wow, did I do the right thing? Did mm-hmm. I invest my money properly? I've been doing the right thing the whole time. Yeah you're going to come into that conflict. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't you. That's the environment. Yeah. State of finances changes and all of a sudden, boom, you could collapse and now all of a sudden you no longer have any money. Scary, real world problem, mm-hmm. inner conflict because you're going to sit there and say, wow, I know everything. Should I have made a better decision? Should I have done this? Should I have invested you know, differently or wiser? Should I put money? Even if you did all these things, listen, the environment is what changed, not you. Mm-hmm. So remember that, you know, and we can relate that to pretty much anything. Work. You're doing great at work, but you're always having this inner conflict. Oh, did I do well enough? Did I please the boss? Did That's I do? Me. Yeah. You see, I figure a lot of us are like that. We have this inner con- I have this inner conflict too, like with work. Like, should I go in today? Do I have to go in today? Yeah. You know, when can I leave this? Did I do enough today? Right. Exactly. Did I do enough? Are they going to come in? But that, again, is an environment. That's the work environment that's giving you all of these pressures, Mm -hmm. all these deadlines, all of these projects. So you're second guessing yourself just based on the environment. Think about that. It has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You're just doing. That's all you're doing is doing what you're supposed to do in that given moment, right or wrong. Again, mistakes can be changed and you can move forward. But it's the environment that's giving you the stress. It's not you. It's not your inner conflict. It's what's going on around you. Don't second guess yourself. Second guess the environment that you're in. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, because we're going to keep moving through life. Listen, you're going to get up every single day. Time never stops. It doesn't. And just because you made a mistake Mm -hmm. doesn't mean... You have to dwell on it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Listen, it's going to be a whole new day. And I I don't even say, oh, it's going to be a whole new day tomorrow anymore. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a whole new hour. It's going to be a whole new minute. Mm-hmm. Life is just going to keep moving on. I know. It's hard because like even if you're not dealing with necessarily inner conflict, but if you're dealing with a like, conflict with like others, like I like I was saying earlier, it's like people like will be quick and be like, oh, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we mm-hmm. going to do? And it's just like in the moment, let them feel that because they, you know, their feelings are valid. But you have to say, you know what? It happened. There's nothing we can do about what had happened, but mm-hmm. let's take steps to, you know, prevent it from happening again, or maybe changing that outlook of that conflict that happened. Mm-hmm. Because, 
you know, it's not permanent, you know, mm-hmm. for say there are things that unfortunately can be permanent. But when it comes to inner conflict or conflict with others, there's ways to change the outcome of that conflict and mm-hmm. dissolve it. Yeah. Dissolving it is the word. I like that. Dissolve because it's not going to go away right away. It's going to dissolve. Sometimes it's going to dissolve slowly. Other times it's going to take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But did you realize Things are going to change and things are changing continuously in your life, which means you're going to have to continuously make decisions in your life. Mm -hmm. It's part of life. So don't get into those conflicts with yourself. Understand that it's the environment and the environment's always changing. And no matter how right you're, you're doing, there's always going to be something that makes a decision incorrect. Not Mm -hmm. wrong, but incorrect. Don't become your own worst enemy by yeah. fighting yourself because you keep thinking, oh man, I should have made this decision. I should have, should have, could have, would have in the end, <laughs> you know, in the end it just is and that's it. And you just have to live in that is moment. Mm-hmm. Take it for what it's worth. Learn from your mistakes and just move on. Take a deep breath, meditate, figure out how you could do better next time and that's it because we're all going to make mistakes Again and again, and we could always question them and say, "Oh, why didn't I make that, mis- you know, decision? Why do I keep?" Don't do that to yourself. Ends? Don't don't question yourself. Stop. That's what people always ask when it comes to quieting your mind. You're creating these questions. You're creating that conflict with yourself because mm-hmm. you're now questioning it. And just when you start do. questioning yourself. Just do. Let it go. Observe it. Okay, there was a wrong. I made a mistake. All right, what did I learn from that mistake? How can I apply, you know, a new way of thinking for it? That's how you got to go about it. If it's really something, you know, again, we always talk on a very small terms, but there may be some people who suffer with this to the point of extreme anxiety and mm-hmm. it becomes it's more of a mental problem, a medical problem. I was just going to bring that up. Be. Yeah, great. Tell yeah, me about it. Yeah, I was going to say, so with me, you know, getting personal, I suffer from, you know, anxiety I have depression and everything like that. Um, And with that, I feel like inner conflict can come severe for people who suffer with, you know, these mental health diseases. Um, And for me, you know, there's always, you know, there's medications you can get that can help with that. But, you know, there's always a lot of people, if you want to say, you know, they call it their demons. Um, I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of people, you know, will you know, outplay that when it comes to their depression. But with me, it's like, I always tell people, it's like, just learn to live with your demons, learn to live with your inner conflict. I always told people, they're like, you know, how do you do it? How do you deal with your anxiety? How do you deal with your depression? And I'm like, I give my demons flowers. So I say that, you know, I greet my demons and I outshine my demons and I show my demons love. So in a sense, you can look at that as meaning that, you know, my demons can be my self-conflicts that I have with myself, but I look at them as a positive way. That's your shadow work. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Keep in mind the, uh, you know, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, keep those demons closer, make Mm -hmm. friends with them. That's all part of the shadow work. Mm -hmm. And yeah. If you're going to be confronted with these demons, these problems, these issues conflicts. that go on, the conflicts, you know, yeah. that's, listen, everybody's got a conflict going on inside their head. Every single person does. Um, Except for Gary. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, I don't have inner conflicts only because of the confidence that I have, but there's always conflict in my yeah. head. I mean, it's, I don't even say it's conflict. It's, it's a, uh, it's kind of like a wrestling match, like a like the tag teams. It's like you know, mm-hmm. cage match almost. I'm always, I contraindicate myself a lot. Yeah, you know that's my inner workings. Every time I question myself and I conscious, I really should do it this way. I'm going to do it this way, but I'm going to do it that way. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's my conflict. But when I do make a decision, I'm always confident with a decision. Yeah, you know, regardless if I fucked up or not, I just own up to it and I deal with it. But yeah, we all have some sort of conflict inside of our head. And yeah, mine goes nuts at times. And this is why I find myself being in a meditative state more because Mm -hmm. it kind of relaxes that. 
But yeah, keep your demons much closer. Mm -hmm. Become friends with them. Yeah. And like to add with the anxiety, I feel like a lot of it come like I feel like self-conflict is a big thing that is a part of anxiety because, you know, the anxious feeling is, you know, constant thoughts running through your like your brain. You know, some people get physical anxiety. That's me. I shake. My mom shakes like it's just like this thing that just, you know, some that conflict just, you know, takes control over you but there are so many exercises which i know this is a great thing that you know when we move into part two of tonight's podcast we can definitely talk about the basics and stuff on how to you know help control that with meditation and everything like that but what i've learned just with my self-conflicts you know just from like the anxious like anxiety point of you is that how do i explain this I don't want to get like too personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I like, understand. I'm personal, but I don't want to get too, too personal. personal. Right. Um, with me, with my anxiety, um, I often say things just right away um, and it'll end up hurting my own feelings. So I've learned with these, me expressing my conflicts because I'm the type of person where if I have a self-conflict, most of the time I have to get it out and express it to someone. Otherwise it eats me alive. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how I help. That's how I dissolve my self conflicts, mm -hmm. you know, inner conflicts. Um, but you know, with the anxiety part, it's like, don't be afraid to speak your mind, but also think before you do it. Here's a good way to think about that. Cause I know exactly where you're coming from. It's like when you're in that moment, where you're full of anxiety, yeah. like you're, you feel like you're going to explode. Like literally mm -hmm. you feel like your brain and heart is going to fall out of your mm -hmm. asshole. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But here's the thing. It, it's healthier because it's just a reaction. Listen, the body is reacting to the stimuli that's going on. Mm -hmm. And yes, you know what? You're going to say things. Here's a good, good little trick. Just before you say whatever it is you're going to say, explain yourself. Yeah. I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> Everything I'm about yeah. to say is just to relieve anxiety. Yeah. You've covered yourself. Yeah. Then you can go ahead and say whatever it is that's on your but mind. I'm like a big person, like a big believer in like words are permanent. Words hurt. Once you say them, you know, they can't be unsaid. But at the same point in time, I've had some horrible words from people that I love like so dearly, you know, to me. And I guess I'm the type of person where it's like, I want, I want to parent my child that way, of course. Like, you know, words are words. Like, words hurt. Um, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones. You know, right. words never hurt me. But words do hurt. They do. But at the same time, it's like I think at a certain level um, of, like, inner confidence, like you were saying, mm -hmm. you can kind of take those words or, like, take that situation and be like, you know what? They were going through it. Or, you know what? You were going through it. You said, like, you know, my biggest one. Okay, I'll get personal here. Like, I'm like, oh, I hate myself. You know what I mean? And that's my biggest one. I was just like, oh, I wish, like, my teeth were better. My hair was better. This was better. That was better. And, you know, I, like, I don't apologize to myself. But I'm like, you know, shove those words up your fucking ass, bitch. Like, you're a boss. Go do you. You're fine. Kick that conflict out the door. And that's it. You know, you. I have to do what I have to do to get it out. Mm -hmm. Whatever works. And But you're right. The See, I never thought, like, words hurt. Words are just words. And, again. I'm just sensitive. They, and people are. And, you see, <laughs> this is the thing. There's always different people. But yeah. in a state of meditation... Words, again, are just observed. Mm -hmm. So you're not taking anything personally. Um, so it's one way to deflect mm -hmm. that. Um, that's why I never, you know, worried about what anybody said. But there are certain phrases, there are certain things that are said that sometimes it's going to eat at you. Mm -hmm. And no matter who you are. And even if you say something to someone else mm -hmm. and you, like, apologize, I feel like it's like it eats at you still. You're like, oh, my mm -hmm. God, why did I say that? Yeah, and that arises another. But now that's you're talking about a good internal conflict. Yeah. Now because you recognize something that was harmful. You're holding to yourself accountable, and you're holding yeah. yourself accountable. Yeah. So that's all good and well, but we have to. We're in the real world. We're in the meditative state. Real world. Everything's going to happen, and we do have to understand. Sometimes, yes, we are gonna lash out we are going to say the wrong mm -hmm. things and you know if we take the accountability for it we're good yeah we're good and it helps you rest easier mm -hmm. at night saying okay i was wrong i owned up to it 
Mm-hmm. Try not to let it happen again. Yeah. But we are human beings yeah. and we're going to screw up again. I think the most important thing that I would like to like remind everyone is like when you're going through a self-conflict, be kind to your body. Mm-hmm. I know people just you know, I've had in my life or, you know, that I, you know, I'm aware of, you know, when they become into self-conflict, you know, they, you know, either put things in their body or do things to their body or, you know, et cetera, that is not best for your body. But when you're dealing with that self-conflict, of course, if you ever feel unsafe, there are hotlines and things that mm-hmm. you can call. Um, but as well as, you know, just a mental note to yourself, be kind, you will get through that self-conflict. And on that note, before we go over to part two, I just want to give a quick idea um, that helps me with self-conflict. So I did mention this before. I don't know if it was in a podcast or maybe a Wednesday wind down show, but if you ever have a self-conflict and you're just having a really hard time trying to do it mentally, you know, dissolve it, write it down, mm-hmm. explain it, write it in detail, take it outside, burn it. Yes. It- that's put it in old, put it in water. Yeah, or dissolve it. And dissolve it literally. It, yeah. Drown it. Watch it too as it's happening. Yes, don't take your eyes off. Yeah, watch every little bit of it burn away. Watch the embers fly away. Watch That's it like dissolve my favorite thing. in the water. It, it, I mean, right now if you're in PA, good. don't because we're, yeah, we're in a red a burn flag. Band, so yeah. drown the, you know, drown drown in the water. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So just you know, be aware of the burn bands because we've had a lot of uh, forest fires going on. But you're absolutely right. These are very good old tricks mm-hmm. um whether you're into the witchcrafts and spells and all a lot of this has to do with burning right everything down that's a negative i feel like it really does help mm-hmm. like you're actually like just releasing it like your hand is literally you're taking that self conflict out of your inner self putting it on that piece of paper and then dissolving that piece of paper you are destroying that conflict out yeah. of your I think that's just so powerful. It is. It's, so try it's it out. extremely powerful. It does that. That's perfect because that can segue right into our second half here where we're going over, you know, basics of meditation and it helping a- answer some very common questions. But yeah, burn your ideas or just put them in water. Watch that ink dissolve. Watch the paper dissolve and just watch it go away and just p- replay that in your mind that that is the negativity that you're getting rid of and it's going away. Very good. I I actually enjoy that too. I love mm-hmm. that. It's, it works. It works very well. I do it like a couple times a year. I feel mm-hmm. like just, you know, I have these just yeah. built up and I'm just like, I got to burn it. Right. Burn it. <laughs> yeah. Burn it out. Burn There's a book. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But if you go on BAM, which is like books a million, I think Amazon even sells it now. It's called burn after writing. And you can write all of your, like, it's a mainly a book, like asking you just like about your self conflicts and inner conflicts and everything mm-hmm. like that, or just things, relationships and things that just irk you down to your core. And mm-hmm. then you finish it and you burn it. And I did this and I burned it on December 31st. So at the end of a year. Mm-hmm. And it was like, after I burnt that, it's like those things aren't even. They don't even cross my mind anymore. I burned it. There you go. See how powerful it is. Hannah definitely hits on you know a very strong point with this. Do it regardless. Whether you have inner conflict, whether you have negative thoughts. Once, You'll be twice surprised. a year. Yeah, just sit and think. Go into your meditative state. Think about all the things that really trouble you, bother you. Names of people, you know. Mm-hmm. Burn them. Burn them. Write them do down. down. No. That's kind of dark. Them. Yeah, no, you don't want that. <laughs> but... Uh, Definitely do. And listen, they even sell to paper that burns really quick. Yeah. And you could write, you know, and that's really good to carry with you. So if something bothers you on the spot, you know, turn around real quick, write Write it it. down. Keep a lighter. Boom. boom, I think it's even you like snap your fingers and it kind of burns because it's kind of like the way the paper is designed. But it's instantly. Yeah, it's really cool. It's instant. And it gives you that visualization mm-hmm. without you actually having to sit there. And it gives you something physical to look at mm-hmm. and it disappears. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely works. So that's inner conflict. And if you really have any more questions, you want to know anything, you can always reach out to us, especially if you're uh, listening to us on our on podium. So thirdeyemeditation.onpodium.co. Yeah, you can always reach out, ask questions. Um, there's a lot of ways to contact us on the uh, website. Love and, to hear from yeah, you guys. We really, that's that's our 
goals. We you guys want are the listening from so many different platforms, mm-hmm. and we would just love for you guys to check out our website and just you know get in contact with us. We are always available, and we love hearing from everybody. It gives us it's like a weird high that we get because mm-hmm. we we just feel like we're making a difference in, yeah. for you guys. Yeah, and that's what we're doing now in the second half of this show is really the questions that we get a lot. I'm going to touch on again because no matter how many times, you know, we go over it, I'm going to get the same questions asked again Mm -hmm. and again. And I've done videos on it. We've done shows on it. But, you know, they're going to keep arising, which is fine. That means more and more people are trying to get engaged in meditation. Join our community. Join our community. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to give the information. We have no problem answering these questions, but I'd like to break it down into layman's terms, make it as simple as possible. And then we could go into the deep, strong stuff if you want, but we really have to understand everything, um, you know, at a very basic level first. So how do you meditate? Now we get that all the time. How do we meditate? Because it falls hand in hand in what is meditation. So I'll break this down. This is very simple. Meditation is anything you want it to be that makes you feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. that makes you feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. Hannah, I know you're going to bring up your favorite. Oh, my God. Oh, my dishes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. I love doing dishes. Um, And it's not for the simple fact that, you know, it's doing my dishes and then they're clean and available. It's the fact that I literally just get into this mindset. I stare right now in my current house. um, There's a wall that I just kind of focus on. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm cleaning my dishes, so I'm looking at my dishes as well. But um, I'll just sit there and I just go into this meditative state. And it's like I'm scrubbing away. Like I'm like thinking about it with my eyes closed right now. <laughs> I'm just like scrubbing away any worries or, you know, the reason why I'm going into that meditative state, you know. Um, I'm so excited for the new house because there's a window. <laughs> I'll just look outside and meditate. Everyone mm-hmm. will be like, you wash that dish four times. I'll be like, mind your business. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just the something about going into like just doing the dishes and just getting into that state that I'll be in my kitchen for 30 minutes and not even realize, but I'm just washing away my worries and like, you know, going through the steps on, you know, bringing that inner peace into me. Mm-hmm. Like writing down on a piece of paper your worries, anxieties, or troubles, and then burning it away. Yeah. All your anxieties, worries, and troubles, all that, you know, caked on grease and grime yeah. that's on dishes, and you're washing it away. Mm-hmm. It gives you something physical to look at, something physical to do. And if you envision the crud on the dishes as your anxieties, you just wash them away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's one way of meditating. Now, we have so many different ways to meditate. All right, we could go to your very simple, you know, meditation in a half lotus position, chanting Om, or you could do guided meditations where someone's guiding you through it. I've done a couple of those on uh, Facebook. You could do the focus meditation kind mm-hmm. of built in like what you were saying there, Hannah, when you're just staring at a wall, you're focused on just one simple thing. You could do breath meditation. Now, listen, we could go on There's so on. many different like textbook you want to say meditations but i think our biggest like lesson that we want to get out to people is that meditation can be anything you want to be going for a walk yep sitting outside you know focusing on something yeah just me i love to go for drives and just Mm -hmm. blare the music and just literally let the music flood my brain Mm -hmm. and it floods my brain so much that anything that was in my brain is gone and it's just the lyrics Mm -hmm. of the songs there you go. Boom. And the Meditation. melatonin of the mm-hmm. from the music and the dancing mm-hmm. and just not giving a shit who's watching me. Like literally yesterday, people were laughing at me. I was dancing and singing like on the top. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You're not going to ruin my meditative moment right now. There you go. It's meditation. Yeah. That is what meditation is. You do something, even a hobby. If you have a hobby and you're focused on doing that hobby, that is meditation. It's removing your mind from the the troubles, the anxieties, you're focused, you're goal-orientated at that moment. You're in your space, your comfort zone. That is meditation. So question number two that we seem to get a lot, and I mean, it's obvious because we're Third Eye Meditation Podcast, and we throw Third Eye Meditation. Third Eye Meditation 
is just another textbook form of meditation. So everybody wants to know what is third eye meditating and how do you open your third eye? Well, I'm going to break it down. Let's just make a disclosure right here. You don't... (laughs) Physically, you do not have a third eye. Right. So you won't actually see an eye appear on your forehead. Right. I mean, you could get into like a such a, you know, metaphysical state that you could mm-hmm. actually, you know, I don't want to say delusionally see it, but you know what I mean? Like you could. You're going to. All right. We'll, we'll break it down. All right. Yeah. It is. It's a common question. Everybody wants a third eye open. One, we cannot do it for you. No, no one can open your third eye. I can't snap my fingers and say, boom, your third eye is open. All right. You're going into a meditative state. All right. And we're going to talk, the only science behind it is the pineal gland that's right in between, you know, your eyes, center of your forehead, and it's back, it's inside of your brain, it's a pine cone shaped um, organ, you know, and much like our appendix and all, we don't know what it really does, but they're just recently finding out it releases uh, melatonin, mm-hmm. and it has to do a lot with our cycles with, you know, daylight and nighttime. People have had their... Uh, pineal glands removed mm-hmm. I've seen it. and they have to go on to like kind of some sort of melatonin substitute mm-hmm. so that's basically the function of it now we could get metaphysical with that because no one really knows what it is but it's the center of our thoughts it's the center of our creativity it's the third eye it's the third eye mm-hmm. and in order to see from the third eye you're again like Hannah said we're not going to just uh, you know an eye is going to appear when you're in a meditative state, no matter what type of meditation you're doing, when you're in that relaxed enough state where you can uh, basically, and I like to use the word hallucination because you can start hallucinating, mm-hmm. you know, just basically on your thoughts, you're painting your own pictures. But with the third eye, you can actually focus on it with training and practice. You're going to look in between your eyes. When your eyes are closed and you just focus on the center of your forehead, you can actually then feel almost like a tingling, especially if you place your fingertips right there in the center of your forehead, right between your you know eyebrows. You'll feel that. You'll feel the energy. There's a lot of energy that actually emanates from it. You could get comfortable with this and keep practicing and keep trying to visualize seeing through that third eye. You're going to um, start visualizing things differently. Our motto always has been open your eyes and then open your eye. So basically what you need to do is you need to start opening your eyes to what's going on around you. You're questioning everything. You're seeing the illusions that we are in. And then you focus on your third eye and rise above that and Mm -hmm. start seeing things for the way that they really are. So that's basically, in a nutshell, what third eye meditating is. It's just sitting there focusing in on the center of your head and trying to visualize that. You're opening up a more extended point of view. Yeah, that's it. And that's what you're doing. And you visualize it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what you're doing. Your pineal gland, if it is releasing anything, if it is releasing melatonin, that's part of the dream state. Yeah. You do understand it. And our dreams and our visualization is going to start coming through. And we can make that whatever we do. It's just like astral projecting. We're not, our bodies are not going anywhere. Our soul is going we're visualizing that mm-hmm. and that's what's happening with our third eye we're just visualizing so the third eye is not really a physically a third eye no we cannot open it that's something you need to do and it sometimes it takes years to practice on mm-hmm. something like that um but if you do want to practice i feel like personally like clear like your third eye just brings you clarity mm-hmm. and i feel like on a personal level i've only maybe opened mine once or twice in my mm-hmm. life right um just because it's like he said, it takes years. It takes a while. It takes a deep. I feel like it takes a deep meditative state and seriousness mm-hmm. um, to be able to open that and see the clarity that your third eye brings you. Because sometimes your eyes are clouded, and when your eyes mm-hmm. are clouded, I don't think it, you can really open your third eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do need your thir- your eyes open they and really clear. Clear. You need a mm-hmm. vision. Because like I said, you're questioning everything at that point. Yeah. And you know, anything you take, you're overanalyzing it and all. And you start to understand who you are, where we are in the world, what the world is to you. Mm-hmm. 
and then your third eye is the eye that actually sees things for the way it should be yeah rather than what it, it is. is yes exactly now here's the third one all right and this is the one we get all the time and i'm going to say it again and i'll say it a hundred more times after this the biggest question we get how can i clear my mind when i meditate you don't have to necessarily clear your you mind don't. when you meditate. It's a myth. You do not. Everybody thinks that when you go into a meditative state, everything goes quiet. I want you to take this, like just reality now. What would happen if you just, you know, close your eyes for a minute and went into a meditative state and you heard and thought absolutely nothing? What would that mean to you? I think a clear mind is a dangerous mind. It is. Because if you're not thinking about anything, mm -hmm. how can you think about anything? Yeah. I like to be a little philosophical with this, but yeah. Once, yeah, it, you, it's not going to happen. Some people's minds race more than anybody else's. That happens. We are, again, products of environment. We're going to have a lot of stresses on our minds. Once we sit and relax, our mind's going to go crazy. But all it is is observing those thoughts. Don't think about them. Don't react to them. Mm -hmm. Observe them. That's all you got to do. Little by little, you'll notice that your mind gets a little bit more at ease. Mm -hmm. But it's never going to quiet. It's never going to stop thinking. And that's good. Nobody wants to stop thinking. So it's a big, big myth. You do not need to clear your mind in order to meditate. Mm -hmm. Work with those thoughts, listen to those thoughts, and then just observe them. Just don't acknowledge them. Don't keep dwelling on them. I was going to say, yeah, don't dwell on your thoughts. Um, I feel like the most important thing, which we've had a lot of people, you know, reach out, like, I can't clear my mind. I can't get into that meditative state because my mind is like, you know, here, my mind's there. Don't allow your thoughts to control you. Um, Write them down. Validate your thoughts. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one for me is like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just like, I have thoughts racing in my brain. And I'll just like, my biggest one is like, I'm always in the shower and everything just runs through my brain. And I'm just like, this is supposed to be a relaxing time for me. Um, but I, I validate my thought. I evaluate my thought. And then I let that thought go. I just let mm -hmm. it go through my brain my little storage unit like i said i always i call it my little storage <laughs> unit and you know if i want to pull it out one day and you know reevaluate it maybe i will but i just i get through the thought mm -hmm. to quote quote clear my mind of that thought mm -hmm. so that way i can just you know get into the state that i need to be in right. for myself i always say you know once you sit down and you meditate and you have all these thoughts and like you said you're clearing out some of these thoughts because you just Observing them, that's it. It's validated. Goodbye. It's gone. I always say there's two types of thoughts. There's the noise. Mm -hmm. And that's the stupid stuff that you're thinking about every single mm -hmm. day. Appointments and, you know, deadlines and work and all that. That's the first thing that's going to come across your mind because we're so in tune to that. Once we acknowledge Making them, a checklist helps that. Yes, making a checklist, that, that's great. And like you said, you're just evaluating them and mm -hmm. just, you know, putting them into your storage unit, whatever it is you want to do. It, it starts to lessen that clutter and you're starting to organize these thoughts. Now we start going on to the next level. Now we start looking at the spaces in between our thoughts. This is more advanced, but once you get good, once you start clearing your mind of all that noise, it's going to be other thoughts, bigger thoughts, the thoughts that you actually want. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones you want to question. Those are the ones you want to take deep. Those are the ones you want to bring into your meditative state and mm -hmm. just roll with them. Mm -hmm. It could be any one of your thoughts. It yeah. could be something that's, you know, been bothering you. You know, listen to these things because your thoughts are part of your consciousness. And if you didn't have any thoughts, you would have no consciousness. Take these things. Take the really deep ones, the ones that keep coming up, the ones that keep bothering you. Those are the ones you really want to work with. In your meditative state, take them and work with them. Let them ask you the question. Mm -hmm. And then you come up with different answers. Communicate with your inner self. Communicate with your inner self. I love that. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is meditation. Yeah. That's a higher self. 
That's the top shelf stuff that we're talking about. That real mm-hmm. high level of meditation. You communicate with your own thoughts. You're now establishing your own higher self that way. You're mm-hmm. building those building and blocks. And I feel like once you do that, you take that aspect that you gained for yourself and you you apply it in your just general life with others. Mm-hmm. You do. I've been taking my meditation now for days. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'm walking around all the time in that constant meditative state because one of the biggest conflicts I have, and this is my fault I go down these rabbit holes all the time. All the time, yeah. And this whole world as an illusion has been the biggest question in my mind. Check out our last podcast. Yes, definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, the whole world is an illusion. Okay, that's something that keeps coming up inside of my mind. Mm-hmm. So I've been walking around in a meditative state all the time, picturing the world as an illusion. And this has been helping me figure things out. It helps me to realize Myself, my own place in the world, and what reality is to me, and what's not reality. And I can weed out, you know, a lot of stuff that's in this whole matrix kind of, you know, world. And it helps me to relax because Mm -hmm. I'm with myself and I'm only with my thoughts. Again, I didn't clear my mind. I'm with my thoughts. Mm -hmm. So you don't You're welcome. You're welcoming your thoughts. Yeah, you welcome them. You welcome those really good ones. Like I said, the noise. Get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the first few times you meditate, that's all you're probably going to come up with, which is fine. Again, we're talking about an alternate Mm -hmm. state of reality here. We're always going to try and get sucked back into reality when we try to meditate. It's the constant conflict, the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. You want to get into that meditative state, so start clearing out the low-level stuff. And start focusing in on the higher level stuff. Mm-hmm. Question it. Again, this is higher level stuff. If you're just you know, meditating just to relax, to lower blood pressure, just to calm yourself, again, just observe your thoughts. You don't really got to think about them. Just observe them. Sit, relax, think, focus, do your affirmations. I feel like a big thing with people too is like we've seen, how do I know when I'm meditating? Mm-hmm. And I think the best way I can like describe it on a personal level is you just you kind of get this I want to say you get this soft feeling kind of in your brain where it doesn't feel as heavy and you can just you're just with yourself that's the best Mm -hmm. way I can describe how you know you're in a meditative state Mm -hmm. and I also feel that that really will be different for everyone everyone yeah yeah I it's you're gonna it's gonna click at some point like me I feel disconnected. I got like one foot planted in reality and one foot planted wherever I am at the moment. Mm -hmm. But that disconnect feeling, I know then I'm in that meditative state. That's how I know I'm in it. Mm -hmm. So you may feel the same way. You may feel that little bit of a disconnect, that cloudiness, the soft, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's probably so many different ways to describe it. And that's an interesting point that that you bring up, Hannah. It's just, you know, it would be nice to question people and say, when you're in a meditative state, how do you what know? do you feel? Yeah. yeah. How, How do you, do you know? know? What do you How feel? Do you... Yeah. And write these things down. And I think that would really help out you know, and see if there is a common thread. Mm-hmm. Or if it's I different feel like a lot everybody. of people are like, oh, I can't do this. And you don't even realize you're doing it because mm-hmm. it's like you're not connecting with yourself enough to be like, oh, my God. Wow. I was in that. I was in that state. I was there. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes back, like I said, daydreaming. Daydreaming mm-hmm. is meditation. Yes. So if you ever daydreamed, well, that's what you felt. That was meditation. So that's what it probably Mm -hmm. feels like to you when you daydream that's meditation to you and i think that brings up to a point that i did want to like let everyone know you don't have to meditate only when something is wrong Mm. um you can meditate when you're happy you can meditate when you're sad you can meditate when you're angry you can meditate anytime you want you know meditation isn't only to help you know, deal with inner conflicts, you know, you, you know, you want to say meditation is for you, um, to like, if you're happy and you go into meditative state, you're savoring that moment, you know, you're daydreaming, you're reliving that moment. Meditation doesn't just have to be when you feel like you need to, you know, connect with your inner self to figure out something, just meditate to meditate, you know, the, the, the serotonin, that's released inside of your brain when you meditate 
is such a clear, like a clarity like feeling. Um, so just remember that when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're angry, just take your moment. Very, very valid point. I love that because I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Like when should I meditate? Yeah. I always say you have to meditate Mm -hmm. every single day to establish that. And I think a good point is too, is that meditate when you want to live in a moment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You see something absolutely gorgeous, you know? And you want to go back, you know, you want to go, go, you're on vacation, Mm -hmm. then you have to go home when you go back to reality, but you want to relive that place, meditate, Mm -hmm. go there. Remember those feelings, allow yourself to feel that pleasure and feeling that you've had before. Meditation can get you there. Mm -hmm. It can. And I, I really do appreciate you mentioning that because yeah, that's a very, very good question that's asked, you know, when should I meditate? And you could also say, when should I meditate? What time of day? And all. like I said, when you're just starting out, you need to establish a routine. 10, 15 minutes a day to yeah. start out. But like I said, I'm at the point now, I'm in a meditative state for two, three days straight. <laughs> you know, you're going to get to that point because yeah. that's the other thing. Meditation is a practice. Mm-hmm. If you're not practicing, you're not going to be able to meditate. So that's why we say start off small. Pick a time of day that works best for you. Pick a place that's very comfortable for yourself. And just start practicing 5, 10, 15 minutes a day religiously for as long until your body gets used to it. And then once your body knows, okay, we're going to meditate, now you can start doing it at different times, random times. Mm-hmm. And then, like Hannah says, doesn't matter when. You don't have to be in, you know, going through a panic attack to meditate. You could be at the best state of your, you know, life and you can meditate. Just do it. Do it more often and experiment with it too. Yeah. Try different types of meditation. Try different, uh, you know, go to mindsidemetaphysical.com and, you know, get your crystals. And, you know, there's so many different things that you can do. So experiment with it because it is a practice. Like I said, I I keep trying new, you know, ways of meditating just because it, one, it keeps it exciting. And you will notice that you go to different places Mm -hmm. and then you can say, okay, well, if I meditate, if I do focus meditation, that helps my blood pressure. If I do breath work, that helps me with anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, you start developing these things. So it's a practice and it's going to take time, which leads me to how long before I master meditation. Yeah. (laughs) When do I become that Buddhist monk? (laughs) You know, you're never going to achieve it. Um, meditation again, it's a practice and you need to do it. Just keep doing it. When you feel you reached a level or a certain height of meditation that you haven't reached before, you've reached your peak. Yeah. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah. But you, and just don't give up when you get there. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to, like I said, everybody wants to achieve that clear. I achieved a clear mind. Twice, and I say after 20 years of meditating, mm-hmm. but it lasted really quick 30 seconds at most, and then boom, different things started happening. Yeah. I started seeing different things. It just meant okay, level complete, next level. Yeah, now we're gonna never go somewhere pushing. else. Never stop pushing, never stop doing. Relearn how to do it now on this level mm-hmm. or on this scale. So, yeah, I mean, when we're talking like Buddhist monks that want to, you know, again, they are in an environment. That's conducive to this. They're in the mountains. They got no distractions. It's a way of life for them. Mm -hmm. For us, we don't have that advantage. We still have everyday life to go through. So you're going to achieve different levels of meditation just depending on how much you're doing it, what type you're doing. And just set a goal for yourself. Once you achieve it, that might be your height. Then go from there. Try something else and try to go higher. Just keep trying more and more. If you're not doing it, you're never going to reach any height. So these are the more common questions that we get. And I'm hoping that they, you know, answer again. They're very yeah. simple. We have other podcasts that, you know, deal with some deeper levels. And obviously, we're going to have some more great podcasts. They're going to really, you know, yeah, we are. some deep, you know, stuff. But I think this was a good episode. I'm hoping it helps some people out with your internal mm-hmm. conflicts. Some of your more common questions with uh, meditation. And just be know that this is the last podcast for a little while, a few weeks, I would say. 
once we get the new studio set up and we can get the equipment, you know, set up, we can start doing some more stuff. Yeah, we're going to bring you guys um, Fireside Fridays. Yes, that's the other thing that we're going to do, and that's going to be a Facebook exclusive, you mm-hmm. know, in lieu of our Wednesday night shows. Cause but think- there will be links mm-hmm. on our website, which is www.thirdeyemeditation.onpodium.co. Mm-hmm. Look out for it. It's in the synopsis. I'll put links to our Facebook. I'll put links to Arcane Oracle. I will put some links to, you know, whatever I find, you know, that we talked about. We'll definitely have links, but everything's going to be on the website. Yes. Um, our Facebook page, again, we do the Wednesday night shows we're not going to do as often. Yeah. Um, we've decided against that, and I think it's just going against with Facebook. I don't want to put too much time and energy into Facebook all the time. and Some I don't shadow want to, banning us. Yeah, they've been shadow banning us just because we've been promoting the website. So we're going to do, you know, occasional shows when we have guests or if we have something really important to talk about. And then we're going to do a couple of uh, these Friday night uh, fireside chats because we're going to have a beautiful fire pit out in our new backyard. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and we're definitely, we're just going to sit back and we're going to meditate Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it in front of the fire and we're share gonna, our thoughts. Yeah, that's answer exactly. some questions. It'll be great. Yeah, I think it'll be a really good time, and we'll keep coming up with new stuff, and we'll be doing new things. So keep following us. We love you all. Yes, I mean, we again, do. Every one of our listeners, uh, twenty-three different countries. It's such an amazing feeling that we're reaching out to so many people. Yes, so many different. Uh, you know, cultures that we're, you know, spanning. Mm-hmm. So definitely, guys, stay in touch with us. We're yes. still going to be around. Follow us on Facebook. Again, we'll put the link in there and follow us on our uh, webpage too as well. We went through a lot of effort to get that up and running as well as money. So definitely uh, check it out for us. But in the meantime, Hannah and I are going to call this one done and another yep. great show. Yes. I and hope you all have a great night. Yeah, definitely. Everybody have a wonderful, great night, great time. And we'll see you soon on the next episode. See ya.